I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. So, Rob, I understand that you are a masochist and watched all of the 1990s Batman movies. Is that correct? Over two days. Oh, in two days? Um, oh, my gosh. You just you ruined your whole weekend, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, we... Uh... Yeah, we we finished Gotham, the the TV show, uh-huh. um, you know, the, the latest season of that, and for whatever reason that jumped us to, why don't we watch the 90s Batman movies, which we tried to do about a year ago and got about 20 minutes into the first one and just gave yeah, up. Yeah, I remember when you did that, we talked about it, and it, and it was pretty horrifying, right? Was that the first one that you were watching back then? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was the first one. Um, honestly it wasn't any better like it wasn't any better this time i feel like we were just in a better mindset to deal with how bad these are yeah you'd set your expectations at less than zero right Mm -hmm. oh man so you even got to batman and robin right oh wow that i mean that is that's a masterpiece of something (laughs) that really is a bad film i've I've got a fun fact for you chris o'donnell Mm -hmm. who plays uh robin in that movie Used used to yeah. live around the corner from me in the city when I lived in Chicago. Huh. Yeah, that's that's all I know. I don't. It's not like I knew him or anything, it's, but it, he lived around the corner. Is he, is he is he still acting? I don't. He is in a TV show, and probably people are screaming oh. at them at us right now. And I can't remember what show it is. I'm going to look it up because he is in a TV show that's been on for a while. I just don't watch it. Huh. I don't. I can't imagine being in that film jump-started his career. Um, although, arguably, he is one of the better actors in that film. Yeah, he was kind uh, of a he was <laughs> kind of a hot hot commodity for a while. You know, he was a big deal for a while, mm. uh, and then he kind of faded very quickly, probably because he was Robin. He is in NCIS Los Angeles, uh, according to Google. Okay. All right, and we can even. Oh, so he's he's doing all right. Yeah, he's then. all right. He's in a major TV show in the U.S. I don't know. I'm sure that they show that one in your neck of the woods. You'll have to st- now that you've seen Robin, you're going to have to watch that as well. There is no. I can't go through however many seasons of NCIS there are, and um, how many? Yeah, it's just so many of those shows. seasons and variants. I mean, there's probably like twenty of them. Um, yeah. Now, so yes. So tell me a little more about your your Batman viewing. Yeah. So. I mean, the Batman's first. Michael Keaton is is really bad in this. Um, I, I feel like current Michael Keaton would do really well as a Batman character, um, but but this like he's he's got no facial expression. He doesn't seem to emote anything. Um, you know, I, I know Batman's like a moody character, but he doesn't even go to moody. He's just kind of this monotone guy that's not really very batman like at all yes and his his main look if there is a look it's is it's michael keaton pursing his lips in a way as he stands there trying to look serious yeah it, it's pretty weird you know and he, he's putting on his glasses to read the bat bat computer and i think hang on a minute do, do you not need the glasses when you've got the bat suit on is that i, I don't, that was a a weird choice for a for a batman film to make him have subpar vision yeah he needs his reading glasses <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man so you what so how many are there i mean you I, there's got to be like five of them or so uh there, there's four, four. I, I was reading there was supposed to be a fifth one which was gonna be a harley quinn um movie but they they canceled that. given what they did with the penguin and mr freeze i can only imagine what that would have been like 
Oh yeah, it, it would have been awful. Um, it, it's I I kind of wanted to watch them just to to see what they were like because as bad as they are now, I remember when they were at like they were ridiculously popular. I, I don't know what it was like in the US, but in the UK, like. Every time one of those come out, you know they they were stupidly popular. Oh yeah, it was the same thing here. And I think the first one is probably of the. It's been it really has been since the '90s since I watched them. But I think the first mm. one is probably the best one. Yeah, like, I I think I, which is that's not to say it's a good movie, but yeah, it's, it's definitely the be- the best one of the. No, four. but they really jumped the shark towards the end. Yeah, the, even the the dialogue in in Batman and Robin. Uh, it's and and even the one previous to Batman Forever is that it the which is the one with Mister Freeze no that's that's Batman and Robin isn't it yeah, um, just just the dialogue and, and I mean they they used up like just every ice pun they could think yeah. of um, in that movie well I suppose what they were trying they were going for in part was a a takeoff on the sixties TV show have you ever seen the the mm. TV show back then. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen some episodes, so I know the kind of style that that, that is. Yeah, it, but it, it's dumb in a different way, I suppose. I mean that that is so campy that you can't mistake it for a serious movie. And sometimes I think the '90s Batman movies weren't sure if they were going for that or if they were going for serious. Yeah, it's 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 pretty strange. And I mean, you've got like Alicia Silverstone in it, and and she's like just awful. Um, I mean, she is so bad in that. Yeah, I don't think she's a particularly uh, good actress. <laughs> no, I, I mean, no, she's she's not great anyway. Um, and, and the fact that she compared her acting in this to Wonder Woman um, a few months ago was just mind-boggling really? to wow. me. Yeah, she she made some claim. Because you know, obviously Wonder Woman's kind of really the first like successful female-led superhero movie. Right. Um and Alicia Silverstone made some claim about her as Batgirl in Batman and Robin. Right. Uh, and now I've seen it. I mean, it just makes it an even more ridiculous statement. Oh, you know what I started watching? I started watching Supergirl over when I was on vacation last week. It's, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, the Supergirl's nice. I, I, I like it. It's not too... It doesn't take itself too seriously. It, it feels a lot like... Did you ever watch the the one with Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher? Yeah, a little, yeah, a little uh, bit. Uh, what was it called? New Adventures of Superman. Like it kind of feels like that. Like it's it's re- reasonably serious, but it still is quite fun to watch. Right. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. I only saw the first two or three episodes, but I good enough that I'm going to continue watching it. I think. Hmm. Yeah. I was. Yeah. This the, this the the superhero stuff has definitely got a lot better since the nineties. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> oh, they figured out how to do it. Marvel finally got their act together, and now everybody's just kind of working off the Marvel formula. I think. Yeah, definitely. Although after we watched these four, we uh, we were just looking to see what other superhero movies had been made. Um, you know, before the Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe had started and stuff like that. And then obviously there's Catwoman. I don't know if you were even aware that this was a film that was made. I think I'm aware of it, but vaguely. There's a Catwoman movie with Halle Berry. Ah, oh, right, right, um, right. And, and we found it. I think it was on Netflix or, or Amazon Prime, and we turned it on. And there was like a four-minute intro of like just uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics and some cats, and and we're about three minutes into this, and I think this is not going to be a good movie. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. No, and 
<clears throat> so we stopped and just went on YouTube and watched the Honest trailer for it. Uh-huh. Um, and we were like, no, there's no way we can watch this. Like, it is really bad. Yeah. Uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, there was a really old Hulk movie, too. You know, Hulk is probably one of the best. If you really want to watch bad superhero movies, they have tried so many times to make a Hulk movie, and they've never come out right. Uh, even in the modern times, there was at least, there was one, what, maybe five years ago or something like that? And, and the Hulk movies have never been good. Yeah, so there's there's the 2008 one with Ed Norton. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking which of. Which is techni- technically part of the MCU. Um, that's not great. And then I think it's 2003 was the one they did with Eric Banner. Um, and or like that's even worse. Right, right. And I think they've decided that that's just not a character that can you can center a movie around at this point. No, I, I think he, he's great when they include him. In the movies, you know, Avengers, and you know, he's he's going to be in in the latest Thor film and stuff like that. But yeah, just just a movie about him is just doesn't really work very well. Yeah. So Rob, I saw you tweeting this week about the UK TV license and that you were canceling your license. What what what's going on? I, I, when you say what's going on, is that what's the TV license? Do you want me? To well, go you probably should. Far? Yeah, like, for background, you probably should explain it. I, I have a. I, I know from talking to you before what what it is because it's like a compulsory license mm-hmm. to watch television, right? To fund things like the BBC. Yeah, so it's TV license is is run by the BBC. It's it's the money goes directly to the BBC. It goes through a few companies, but essentially, it's the BBC. Um, and you have to have a TV license if you watch live TV, so any live TV, not just the BBC, or if you use the BBC iPlayer for catch-up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I haven't watched live TV in probably four or five years and never used the iPlayer. But until this point, they weren't forcing you to log into the iPlayer, so it was kind of this this weird middle ground where, although I haven't used it, I can't really prove definitively that I haven't. Oh, right. Um, right. And, and it's actually a criminal offense to to not have a TV license and watch TV. <laughs> yes, the, 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 TV, um, so the TV cops come for you. <clears throat> exactly. Um, you know, you, it's like a th- up to a thousand pound fine. So it's, it's kind of a bit heavy handed given that all it's for is just funding the BBC. But so I've always paid it because I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to. I can't be bothered with the hassle of it. Right. Um, but last month, they they finally enforced um, you have to log in to use the iPlayer. Um, and, and that was the trigger I was waiting for. I was like, right, well, if I have to log in, then as long as I never log in, that that's kind of definitive proof that I'm not using right. it. Right. But couldn't you, um, couldn't you still be uh, hanging an antenna out your window and watching over the air? Uh, yeah, I could. Um, but I don't have any aerials plugged into any of my TVs. So if potentially they got a warrant to come round and see if I was watching live TV, they can look at all my TVs that I have and see that I don't have any aerials plugged right. in. Makes um, sense. It, it's a bit hit and miss because obviously, you know, with any crime, it's it's down to the people who are accusing you of a crime to prove you've done something. But TV licensed people can be a bit heavy handed and... and uh, or underhanded, I guess. Do they actually? Uh, they actually come for people, I assume, right? Oh yeah, it definitely happens. Um, you know, they will send their own people round to investigate you, but of course, you don't have to let them in. You know, they 
they're still just a private company. Right. So unless they get a warrant, you're not under any obligation to let them in your house. How much? How um, much does the license cost? Uh, the license is a hundred and fifty pound a year. Oh, okay. So it's it's not it's not a huge amount of money. You know, it works out like twelve pound a month or something, or thirteen pound a month. Right. Um. So it's not a massive amount of money. In all honesty, for me, it's not about the money. It's about the principle of it that I'm giving them that money. Um, So, yeah, so so now they're forcing login. I've cancelled it and still trying to get a refund because they make that very difficult. Um, Because the way they do the the paying each month, you've actually paid in advance. So I have a TV license until the end of, like, February or something. Oh, wow. Um. Which is, you know, ridiculous. I don't know why they do it like that. No, because they. Um, yeah. So now I'm trying to get a refund for that extra, you know, six months or whatever. Which I'm not convinced I'm going to get back, but you know, we'll see. Huh. Yeah, interesting. I've heard good things about the BBC iPlayer. You can't use it outside the UK, I don't think. No, not not without a V. Basically, you have to be on a UK IP address or, or network or whatever. Right. Um, and. You know, for a lot of people, yeah, the the TV license is a really good deal. Um, you know, it's like I say, twelve pound a month. If, if you're watching a lot of live TV or you watch a lot of stuff on iPlayer, then yeah, that's great for you. But I never use it. Yeah. Um. I, you know, and now it's kind of easier for me to prove that I don't need it. I've cancelled it. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll run across something I want to watch. It's usually like maybe a live show of some band or something, and it'll it'll be on you know one of the BBC channels, and I'll go and I'll try to listen. And I get blocked, and I can't get through. I should probably just set my VPN up for London or something and see if that works. Yeah. I mean, as I say, now you also have to have an account. Um, I don't know how they're validating those uh, accounts. They're probably not. Right. Um, but, but you know, who knows? Um, but, I mean, talking of TV, you've... Uh... You, you canceled your, your cable subscription? I did, finally. I've actually wanted to do this for years, but it hasn't really made sense. You know, the, the cable companies are set up the process in a way that it doesn't make sense economically to do in a lot of situations. And, you know, I have three kids and my wife and I all living in the same house. And over the years, none of my kids watch cable TV ever anymore. So it's not really money well spent for them. Um, my wife does still watch regular TV, and, and I do from time to time. But now that some of these bundles with things like Hulu and YouTube and everything have gotten a lot better, most of what we would want to watch are on one of those services. And so I started looking into whether I could save a little money by canceling the TV. Now, the problem really is is that I don't have a lot of Internet options. I can use AT&T which has a glorified dial-up connection, which is not fast. I mean, I think <laughs> I mean, I think I can get like five megabytes up and 15 down or, or maybe 20 down. It's, just, it's okay, it's fine, but it's not great. Uh, and then Comcast, which has a lot faster options. So I kept the internet, and I actually kept landline phone too because really for historical reasons, we don't really need a landline phone, <laughs> ex- except that that phone number is a phone number that everybody has friends schools you know all kinds of things right and it doesn't cost a lot to have it and uh so we we kept the landline through comcast too because i had switched it over from at&t and kept the phone number and all that and side note i recently set up nomo robo with um with my home phone 
and it's been bliss. It got rid of all the all. I mean, because we. That's why at first I was thinking of canceling the landline mainly because all it is is junk calls all day long, especially you know, especially yeah. like at dinner time or something like that. And I've gotten rid of the vast majority of those with Nomo Robo, and, and at least for VoIP based, it only works with VoIP based landlines, uh, but it's free. Unlike when you get the iPhone app, I think they charge twenty dollars a year. For right. applying it to your mobile. But anyway, so I kept the phone. I kept the internet. The reality is the way they price cable here is that they bundle in. the. T- if you bundle in the TV, you get a much better deal. So if you get rid of the TV, you're no longer eligible for their discounts, and the price goes up quite a bit. And as a result, the savings is, is not great. Um, but even that said, I was able to... I guess lop off about fifty dollars a month, even after paying for Hulu. So that's what I did. I, so I was ended up being close to a hundred dollars a month less, and then I picked up Hulu, which is forty a month, and that has fifty channels, fifty live channels, and then their whole back catalog of, of you know, on demand type stuff, Netflix style. Mm. And the the app is pretty nice. It's pretty pretty good app. Uh, so now we're just watching. I set this up last night, so I can't really say what the hulu experience is like yet but i set it up last night through the apple tv and so now you know basically we're going to use hulu and netflix and then eventually i suppose maybe amazon prime once it comes to the apple tv i I, there's not enough there's not enough draw to amazon prime video for me to even switch over to our our roku stick that has has it on it Mm. you know but once it's on the apple tv it'll be a little easier just kind of bop between them so hope and hopefully it'll be part of that tv app they have on the apple tv which once you have a couple services is pretty convenient because you can you can go in there search for things look at recommendations and it'll show you where it's available you know say hulu netflix it'll say hulu itunes that kind of thing um yeah you know and, and i don't know maybe i'll pick up hbo go to but i'm not i'm not a bit there are a few couple things i watch on hbo but i'm not sure that's worth it to me so i did it and now we'll see how it goes i mean there are things that we're not going to have that we had before that i think we did watch but not a lot and we don't have like local news and things like that but the local news is pretty awful and you can watch (laughs) you know you can get national and international news on things like cnn or msnbc so it's not like we're cut off from what's happening in the world uh yeah, yeah. so it, i'm glad i did it i'm I think it's gonna be an interesting experiment i wish that it would have cut down the cost a little more i think maybe i'll save it like 500 mm. bucks a year or something but uh you know it was just a bunch of junk that we didn't need so now i got those boxes those those heat creating boxes out of my house so i but mm. and the process was a little bit was I would I will say that Comcast customer service has gotten a little better, but I still had to get on the phone, listen to the sales pitch, and then take the boxes to a retail Comcast store to return them. Sit around, wait, uh, then talk to the guy, give him the boxes. Then I go home. My internet's out. They've they've broken broken my <laughs> internet, so I had to get on the phone again. Go through a bunch of stuff. They, you know, and, and eventually I got the internet running again and the phone working. Uh, so it was it was a little bit of an ordeal yesterday afternoon, but it's it's I'm finished now. So nice. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe next time. Maybe in a week or a uh, couple of weeks or a month, I'll see. I can t- 
I can report back on what Hulu is like. But uh, for now, I'm just glad it's it's working and we were able to record this morning because I do have internet service again. <laughs> so, I guess I guess in some ways, like you know, you're saying you're saving maybe five hundred dollars a year or something. You know, if if there's stuff you miss, you know, from cable channels and stuff like that, I guess a lot of that is probably available on like iTunes to buy or rent if it's a tv show or something like yeah that. there is and that's i mean that's kind of my thought is if there's something in particular that we really really want to see that isn't available we can we can go that route i think if i you know and that would be very few things maybe a show or two uh so we'll mm. see maybe we'll do that and then maybe we'll pick up hbo because i do want to see westworld when it comes back out again Oh yeah, I forgot about the yeah, because that's coming probably next year, I think. At some point, yeah. I'll just at this point though, mm. I can just wait because I don't. Uh, I'm not a Game of Thrones person, so I don't need I don't need that right now. <laughs> and I can always catch up on it when uh, when I do sign up. So um, yeah, definitely. So you signed up for a Kickstarter, and I thought you had learned your lesson about hardware Kickstarters because hardware Kickstarters, I think, are often a big bag of hurt. Well, this is, I, I kind of made the joke on Twitter, you know, well, I've backed a hardware Kickstarter. I've never actually backed a hardware Kickstarter Really? Oh, before. see, I have. I um, have. <laughs> but but I do that as a rule. You know, it's like, I'm not backing this thing. Like, if if I really want this product, I can just buy it when it becomes to retail. Um, you know, this there's a thing I backed, which is a, a kind of updated N64 controller. Um, you know, I could just wait. I could, I could get this when they start actually retailing them um but for this one you know they have they have their prototype everything apparently is working they're claiming they're going to deliver in november which is only a couple of months away uh, and they're doing them at re- at five dollars off what they're going to retail for so i thought i can risk it for that like like i said it's like twenty dollars right um, right well plus the twenty dollars shipping to get it to the uk but you know that's that's fine that's still not particularly expensive um so yeah i i've backed this project annoyingly they wanted uh thirteen thousand dollars and then nearly a hundred thousand dollars now and they've got 26 days to go uh wow i'm never getting this product yeah that's (laughs) actually a problem sometimes when they have so much demand that now they're at a scale that they weren't anticipating and now they've got to find all new you know producers or something and that that could that could definitely slow it down yeah, I think we spoke about this a while ago uh, when we were talking about Kickstarters, but I much prefer a Kickstarter like the way uh, you know Mike and Brad have done for the the Pen Addict uh, Kickstarters, where for the physical things they're producing, like there is actually a limit. You know, there's there's thirty of them available or fifty of them available, and then once they hit that limit, there is no more. Right. Um, you know, because then they're not getting too ahead of themselves. Whereas you know, like I say, at this point now rather than the three four hundred backers they had so that's three four hundred controllers they're going to be making i mean they've got three thousand backers now wow um you know so that that's significantly increasing the uh the manufacturing run Uh, yeah i'm i'm a lot more picky than i used to be with kickstarters uh especially the hardware ones not you know there's a lot of a lot of things just happen and hardware is difficult to produce and unless it's one like you said that's either low risk because there's not a lot of money involved or they look like they've really kind of they're all they're really doing is needing the funding and then they've worked out the actual hardware issues 
or it's someone who I trust, who I've dealt with before. Like Studio Neat makes hardware stuff, and mm. I, I wouldn't hesitate to back something of theirs that I was interested in, only because they've got a proven track record. So if someone's got a proven track record that I'm comfortable with, I'll do it too. But for the most part, no, I, w- I won't bother with, with hardware stuff anymore. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've risked it. We'll see what happens. Um, if nothing else, I hope that they would deliver in the order that you've backed, and I actually backed quite early. So, you know, maybe I'll be all right. But yeah, was, who knows? You know, ask me in a couple of months and see if I've actually got this controller or so not. So, does it just work with an N64? Is that how? I mean, what's special about this thing? Yeah, so obviously the N64 controller, the original one, is is terrible. It's you know that three pronged, right? Weird design where the analog stick is in the middle prong, and and you know most of the games don't use the D pad anyway. Right. Um. But, but yeah, so this controller is like. I guess what an N64 controller would look like if they were making it now, you know, it just it's the standard kind of two-pronged shape. Um, you know, they've so obviously they've got the analog and the D-pad are on the left and then the normal action buttons are on the right. Um, but yeah, for now this is just would just work with an actual Nintendo 64 console. Um, but of course because it's compatible there, you can buy one of the adapters if you wanted to use it on PC or something. Right. Um which is what I'm likely to do. Um, you know, I, I have I have an N64 and I have four controllers here anyway. Yeah. Um, but I quite liked the look of this kind of like rethink of how the controller really should have been. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of an Xbox controller. Yeah, that's exactly. I, th- I think I think at this point most people have kind of agreed that that's the be- the best shape for a controller. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, you just want two big handles and you know the buttons in the right place, but. Yeah, it's an interesting take. As I say, because it's quite cheap, I was kind of willing to um, to give it a go. Right. So to use it on a PC, you'd have to have an adapter that goes USB to whatever the proprietary Nintendo connection is. Uh, yeah, um, you, you can pick those up on Amazon for like ten pound or something. All right. Um, I think I even have one around somewhere. So it, you know, that's not a massive concern. To yeah, me. I think we have a PS3 controller here somewhere that we do that with. You know, mm. because I think that one is particularly well suited to working with a mac there's you have to do some funky stuff to make it work i think i i've actually not used it just my my kids have yeah i i re, i used the uh the ps4 controller recently uh for uh for behold the kick kick men that we spoke about um you know and i connected it via bluetooth and it just kind of worked out the box with with steam which was nice oh, really i didn't um, know because as you say there's there, there's always there's sometimes some messing around like xbox one controllers don't work very well and i couldn't get the the switch pro controller to work properly it just wouldn't map the buttons correctly yeah and then you have um, to end up doing some kind of like kernel extension or something some other stuff that is pro- <laughs> potentially dangerous or breaks when you update your your os yeah interesting hmm all right well i'm be interested to see when that comes out and how it works because i have a i still have an, an n64 too and that might be nice to have because I, I i agree with you that original controller for that system is not very nice no like it's it, it's fine like if if you you know like me played loads of it when it came out i'm kind of used to it like I, it doesn't bother me that it's that badly designed but it would be nice to have something better it might be hard to play some of those games since that's so ingrained when you play those particular games to now have the button you know they have the stick in different place and all that yeah that's it that's going to be interesting to see but uh you know i'll give it a go yeah. Um, and, and we'll see what happens. One of the thing that's one of the things that drives me crazy about 
PS4 and the Switch is that you know the buttons are kind of reversed between the two systems, and and it oh. it drives me crazy. If I for the longest time when I was playing when I first started playing the Switch, I just I, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing because I, I just kept hitting the wrong buttons. And then I finally, my finally remapped my brain and got it, and got myself doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I had that problem this morning. I, I started playing the Xbox One. I've mostly been playing the Switch recently, and uh, and yeah, you know, I've started up the game. I'm in the start menu, and then I keep pressing the cancel button, oh, right? You know, on the Xbox because I think that that's like the primary button, like it is on the Switch. Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty frustrating. Yeah. So you have a new avatar on Twitter with your face uh, that has a, a, I guess, a airbrushed rainbow on the side of your head. Is that is that a, a fair description of what what uh, happened? Uh, it's, it's not airbrushed. That is that is hand painted, ha- artisanal hand crafted oh. rainbow face paint. It, it, where did you where, was that? Did you do that at the zoo? No, no, no. That wasn't at the zoo. Um, it was uh, the the freelancers uh, meet that I go to, even though I'm not a freelancer. Um, the the same person that organises pub hack uh, organises a meet up every month, and this was like the the summer party. Oh, okay. Um, so we had uh, we went to a brewery that's in Portsmouth, and you know we were there drinking, and they had this mobile uh, pizza oven. Um, you know, the guy was doing pizzas and stuff. Um, and then uh, a woman called Lisa who does you know, she does like special effects for you know movies and photo shoots and stuff like that. But she she agreed to just do some face painting for some people, uh, huh. and that I, I just that's what I ended up getting. So now I know what happens when Rob goes to a, a brewery and, and has some beer. He ends up with face paint. Yeah, um, I and and the thing is, I don't drink that often, right. and I don't drink very strong beer that often. Um, I think the beer I was drinking was like nearly seven percent, yeah. um, six and a half, maybe seven percent or something. Um, you know, so it it gets a bit silly, and and yeah, I, I decided to get my face painted, and and that's what I went with. Yeah, that's nice. That sounds like a great party. I would love. Uh, sounds like I would love that. I love a good brewery, and yeah, a lot of English beers are really not that strong, which is interesting. It's like U- U.S. Mm. beers, especially the microbreweries. I mean, they it's easy to find a beer that's over nine percent sometimes here, which wow. is you know that's that'll grow hair on your chest, as they say. <laughs> so. Yeah, so you know, brewery, pizza, face painting sounds good. Yeah, to me. sounds like a good time. You should check out. Everybody should check out uh, Rob's avatar because his his face paint is is really nice. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Lisa who who did it did a did a really. I good assume job. that's gone um, now. It's gone now. Okay. Yeah, I had to. I obviously had to take it off that night because uh, I didn't want it, you know, all over my. Pillow, uh, yeah, my bed, or show so. up at work the next day and. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> looking looking like a clown. all right well that's cool i think that's all we got for this week unless you have anything else uh no i think that's it all right um i mean we're we're running up to the you know the the iphone and all the rest of that announcement will be in a probably four or five weeks something like that so stay tuned to see if rob comes back to ios see you next week same bad time same bad station